Hello, my fine friends. Thank you for choosing my podcast to listen to. We're powered by ACAS Plus. You can join uh, ACAS Plus if you want to get lots of bonuses. Google Rahalastapa and ACAS Plus and you'll get right there. There's lots of fun stuff to get. Um, Rahalastapa tour is nearly over. 21st of March, I'm at Bedford Corn Exchange. I'm talking to Olaf Falafel, who's a very funny children's author and stand-up comedian, and Al Murray, the pub landlord and historian man. And a friend of mine, uh, it should be fantastic, who went to Bedford, went to school in Bedford. It should be amazing. There's plenty of tickets left for that one. Uh, Glasgow on the 27th and Hull on the 28th. They're both sold out, but do keep checking the sites for returns. And uh, occasionally we put some comps back on sale, so there may be a chance to buy tickets. The main thing, though, is that I am going to be on tour doing stand-up, and I would love you to come. Uh, it's uh, from... It starts officially in May, but so uh, there's a few tryouts in April and March. So I'm at the Bill Murray. I'm at um, various places, Luton Hat Factory and uh, the Berry Hedge End. I don't even know where that is before going into a big tour where I'm going all over the place. It's selling in various degrees. Glasgow sold out. They've added an extra date. Uh, Chorley sold out, joined the waiting list. Uh, but a lot of the others have plenty of tickets. So... Do go and come to see that. RichardHerring.com slash ballback slash tour for all those tour dates. RichardHerring.com slash Rahalastapa for the remaining Rahalastapa dates. And uh, yeah, and then I'm going to take a little break from doing Rahalastapas. It'll be nice. We've got loads in the bank. Uh, so I hope you're enjoying them. I think there's some very high quality ones from this tour. Uh, so do keep listening. Do keep telling your friends. RichardHerring.com for all your Richard Herring needs. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy another Rahalastapa. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So... What are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome a man who thought he didn't need a belt today. And he was wrong. He does need a belt today. It's Richard Harris! Thank you very much. Hello. Uh, welcome uh, to... Uh, Richard's Leicester Square Theatre podcast. Um, I was um, <laughs> I was in uh, Castle Grayskull uh, the other day. I was talking to whatever He Man's cat is called. What's that cat called? 
Too young, isn't he? Bow cat. That's when he's changed. Uh, <laughs> Cringer. That's why I, I was thinking of swiping. No swiping. That's what because I've got confused with Dora the Explorer. It's uh, the problem with me is my my knowledge of children's television spans many decades, as we're about to find out today. Anyway, uh, Cringer. <laughs> And I've only got, I only came out of that because I have a routine about Skeletor coming up. Uh, <laughs> he calls it Rehalastabak. He's scared. Uh, so, yeah, we've, uh, as we're recording this, uh, Valentine's Day has just gone by. Um, uh, which means St. Skeletor's Day has also gone by. That's why I thought I was thinking of Castle Greyskull. Uh, I, you may know if you follow my work that um, on my, the first Valentine's Day I share with my wife, 11 Valentine's Days. Ago, uh, I bought her a single Ferrero Rocher chocolate uh, so she could build a Ferrero Rocher pyramid. But then, foolishly, I kind of doubled that year by year. Uh, so this year, uh, I, I was down to buy my wife 1,024 Ferrero Rocher chocolates. <laughs> but my wife now hates Ferrero Rocher chocolates <laughs> as a direct result of what I've done. Doesn't I never wants to see another one again? Because a, I buy them for every Valentine's Day, and also everyone thinks she really likes them. So that she gets them as loads of presents. <laughs> she never really liked them. And then I managed to find a video online of, of like maggots hatching in some Ferrero Rochers. <laughs> and I've managed, sort of like a bit like uh, Clockwork Orange, <laughs> I've managed to put her off. So I'm, I'm, I'm off the hook, which is lucky. <laughs> No, I never, I never predicted that. Uh, and uh, yeah, Saint, Skel- Saint Skeletor's Day uh, is the day. And uh, this is quite interesting. Saint, I invented Saint Skeletor's Day. It's the day for the uh, the opposite of love. It's the de- for the destruction of love. The fifteenth of February. Uh, and I invented that. But it's actually now on Twitter. You'll go on there, and people are talking about it, and they don't know who started it. So I think mean, I think it could be the comic creation I've made that will last the longest. <laughs> that like in a hundred years time people will have forgotten who Skeletor was and won't know that I originated the day but will still be celebrating St. Skeletor's Day which is very exciting. And if you are on Twitter um, and it's St. Skeletor's Day and you want to know the correct joke you should be making to me on that day it is of course when's International He-Man's Day. That is, so that is the... Um, <laughs> No one's got it, but that is the correct joke to do to me. You want to make the twist joke. Because that's, this uh, episode is going out first on the 7th of March, uh, which is the day before International Women's Day, where I have a very busy day. I've deliberately not put a gig in this year. Because uh, I have a lot of... I have to go on Twitter, if you don't know, and, and I search for men usually asking when's international men's day i always have to search for when's international man's day and all the different apostrophes that you can possibly get within that and national men's day national men's day it takes me all day and i respond to each of them it's november the 19th which it is i think we may talk about this uh, a little bit more so uh, i'm hoping to do it this year and uh, and if you enjoy me doing this on twitter this year will you uh, we're going to set up a page uh, to where you can sponsor me for doing it this year uh, and, and all money will go to refuge which would be quite nice because you know it'd be nice to turn some idiot men's actions into hard cold cash for a fantastic cause uh, so do look out for that uh, but anyway uh, i promised that i would write uh, opening monologues didn't i last week if you're here last week and the week before uh, and uh couldn't be bothered so uh, i tried tried to do it last week and then my, i had it on my phone and my phone it crashed so i couldn't even read it out it's a shame it was a, i'd written a really good one but uh, you know new year's resolutions you make in february don't always work out so uh, let's crack on richard okay thank you um <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was going to talk about Andy from Andy's Dinosaur Adventures. Maybe I'll leave that till next week. Um, he's a cunt. So uh, that's, that's pretty much. That's pretty much. 
Our guests uh, this week, I've got two guests this week, and they're probably best known from their 60-second appearance on Comedy Rush at the Shaftesbury Theatre. That's why we're all here, to see them re- recreate those 60 seconds. Will you please welcome Trevor and Simon, ladies and gentlemen! Welcome, welcome. Sit down. Sit down. Thank you very much for coming. Oh. Welcome to the show. You're my, you're my favourite 90s double act. Uh, so, uh, Thank you. Who are still working together. So it's... Uh, <laughs> you know, when, when we were standing back there, Trev yeah. just said, you were doing your stuff, and Trev said to me, we're a bit like E-Man and Skeletor. <laughs> In my only, head. The only, yeah, but the only reason to say that is if you think you're like E-Man. No one <laughs> says it thinking they're like Skeletor. I don't, I think they? I'm like, I'd rather be Skeletor. He's more fun, isn't he? He is more fun. Yeah, but he's also a withered skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> well, I well. didn't like to say anything. It's like, a bit like two Skeletors is your double act. So it's <laughs> Yeah. Um, oh, and that makes it even worse because no. He-Man was the funny one. <laughs> oh, Skeletor was funny. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. I'd, I'd like to be Skeletor if I could lose the weight. So um, <laughs> maybe one day I'll be a skeleton. Let's all let's all hope for that. Do you remember your appearance on sixties on uh, Comedy Rush, which I think was yeah yeah. yeah, what, yeah. what did you do in your sixty seconds that you had? We did. Uh, oh, the, now the thing is, we had something worked out that lasted sixty seconds, obviously. But yeah. also, the microphones broke. Okay. So during our sixty seconds, it just didn't work because it, it relied on you saying, "I can't." I was no, dressed as magic, Moon Monkey. You did a magic trick. No, it was the, the egg magic trick. As Moon Monkey, I was. I remember. <laughs> I remember. Sorry, and anyone who Moon Monkey yeah. was like a creation of ours, and it was basically. Uh, <laughs> What's it, it, moon it was me in a lycra one piece bodysuit. I used to have when was, when I was skeletal. Yeah. When I was really skinny on Saturday morning TV, and then I wore it as a big fat man on this sixty seconds thing. <laughs> I don't remember that at all, but it's but it's good that you mentioned you that probably, suit because we can all think of you in that suit yeah. again now. You probably blank that out by the sound. I've of got it on underneath. But we <laughs> now you sit in the right order, don't you? That's what you were talking about because backstage when we did our backstage interview, you sat the wrong way around. Yeah, no, we are because it, yeah. you're so. I mean, even more than Ant and Deck, you're so much Trevor and Simon <laughs> that if you weren't sitting in the right order. I might find it difficult to remember who was who. I, I, well, we I, would. The reason we sit in this order is years and years back, we were on a, a TV show that Jonathan Ross hosted called It's Only TV, But I Like It. Right. It was a, a quiz show. And one of the team captains was Julian Clary. And the, who was the other team captain? I can't remember now. I don't remember. Jack, Jack Dean. And um, Julian Clary did this whole thing of going like, just dismissively going like, oh, I don't know which is which. And it really annoyed me. Um, <laughs> Not years. that he bears a grudge. Oh, I hold a grudge. And, yeah. No, but yeah, we've just always sat... I mean, Morgan and Wise did it. Abbott yeah. and Costello did it. Everyone did it. You did it. Yeah. We were, you know, Lee and well, you had. We didn't do it for, to be right in terms of the name, but we did have us. It did turn out to be that. Yeah, one. it happened instinctively. Yeah, yeah but we, we, we sort of do it so we can remember who we are as yeah. well. <laughs> We did a show once, a Saturday show. It was a pilot. It never got to be a series. And it, it had Trevor and Simon at the back. Yeah. And some reviewers said, that's because they can't fucking remember who they are. Think, <laughs> which was a it, nice that was, it was. It, I'd like to hold a grudge. I can tell you who it was. <laughs> <laughs> there was me trying to be discreet. Oh, no. There was Victor Lewis-Smith. 
Oh, yeah. Well, you know. Um, and, yeah, he job. said, yeah, yeah, a double, act, a double act too stupid to remember what they're called or something like that. He also used the line of, um, oh, a double act with two straight men, which you know, <laughs> yeah. is... Well, he was a double act with just one person. He, tried to have, he had two names, didn't he? So <laughs> a triple act. <laughs> he wrote a bad review of us as well, so he obviously had no taste. It, it was his thing. No taste. Yeah, I, I do quite like his... I liked his little foray into TV. Yeah. What happened to him? Uh, I wonder what happened to him. He just sat and got bitter at home. Um, <laughs> it's fair enough. Um, what I, I've been watching you, you know, through... From your garden. No, I've been watching you <laughs> on YouTube today a lot to remind because we, you know, it's I, it's weird. I shouldn't have been watching uh, you when in, you were on TV because I was like twenty. Oh, I thought you went today. You no, have. I should today. I should be because I'm, it's only polite. But uh, when when you were originally on, I do you know I did watch going live and live and kicking pretty much every week in my early twenties. That's a bit tragic. You crazy fool. <laughs> it was. Uh, it, it's not for me to say. <laughs> it was just. A, yeah. I mean. I mean. We never. I think because it was on on a Saturday anyway. It, we never kind of thought of it. It was just TV. I mean. Yeah. I know it was kids TV, but we never. Other than there being the obvious parameters, of what you can't do. You know. We kind of just tried to do what we thought was funny. Yeah. So I don't think it was trying to be. I mean. You know. You most probably when you did Richard with not Judy, you most probably found there were constraints put on you even on a Sunday afternoon. I didn't or know we were already on. <laughs> no one really noticed we were on, so we did because it's actually 20 years almost. Someone did an article because it's 20 years since we started doing this morning with John Judy and 19 years since we stopped doing it. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and we actually, looking back, you know, we did get away with a lot of filth. Yes. I think we said, I mean, Kevin Nelson said twat one week, but I think we didn't realise twat was that rude. Oh, well, we never said twat. Uh, we didn't, and we I didn't did lots go on TV drinking animals' milk no, from didn't their do that. teats. Or saying they're all howler monkeys by the time I'm finished with them. <laughs> just, I mean, that was my... So we didn't really pay much attention, which is probably why we didn't last as long as you did on the television. But what I quite like about you, they're all very funny sketches, but you kind of are always just you with a wig on. (laughs) (laughs) They're all all different characters. There's nothing wrong with it. I love it. It's true. But there's there's like, what I like is there's not really even any attempt to differentiate... Any well, of the characters. Oh, what are you going to say? We just use the same catchphrase over and over and over now. <laughs> Please, oh, you know, we both we thought we were actors. You know, um, no, but we, was, would, we, we would create a character through going. We go to the. We would create a character. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> We 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 go to the BBC wardrobe. We'd root around. We'd find some costumes that made us laugh. We'd go to the wig department. We'd find some wigs that made us laugh. Usually with David Jason's name stitched in the back. Yeah, yeah. And that was it. It's true. Oh, it was fantastic. In the old days, the BBC did have this place. It was like the, a whole floor of this tower block in Acton, and it was just packed with yeah. with like brilliant cardigans. And, uh, and oh no, it was no, fantastic. it's true. There's a cardigan. I've got a cardigan that I wore as the singing corner character that someone on Twitter found a photo of the guy from... What's the name of the actor who plays the butler in The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Hmm? Yeah, so Joseph Marcel. They found a photo of him wearing the Singing Corner cardigan in an episode of Doctor Who. Fantastic! It is good. I, yeah. We got the very. They sold that place off just after we'd done this yeah. fun. I think ridiculous. But I used to. The only wigs that would fit me belong to Alexi Sale because I've got a very big head, and so is he. <laughs> so those are, I, those, I would. I'd have been a bit flummoxed if I'd have been doing the, exactly what you were doing. Um, but were you? I mean, I, I think with it's interesting with this morning. 
because um, I was thinking, I've been talking a little bit about it when I've been doing these uh, interviews about it, but I was very kind of influenced by Tizwas and the banana splits and things like that. Oh, yeah. did, did you grow up when you were your sort of same generation? Banana splits, you? definitely. I, yeah. As soon as we got the job on Saturday morning, I hoped we'd get a buggy to drive around in. <laughs> and in fact, a lot of the time we did try different things to kind of ride I, around on. But I was going to say, no, you're right, because I don't think Tizwas particularly influenced us, but I think, because um, we were kind of... And this came. This sort of went with a kind of. We used to think we were alternative comedy, you know. Yep. And we were kind of anti-Gunge. Gunge seemed a bit, yeah. you know, rubbish. Um, but we, what we did do with the, there was two characters we did who were. It's wigs again. <laughs> we, had, we had these perfect blonde wigs. We were based on the kids from um, Village of the Damned. You know the film yeah, yeah. Village of the Damned. We had these perfect blonde wigs, and we were in a submarine. And the submarine door opens, and we're sat inside the submarine, and we go, want a nut? And then the other one goes, well, I go, want a nut? Yes, please. And then we open one of the, you know those, you know those tins of nuts where a snake jumps out? (laughs) We'd open that, that would make us laugh, and then we'd go all sombre, and then the door would shut on us. And... And we'd sit, we'd sit a bit like this, though, didn't we? So we kind of did a bit of acting. Yeah, we did acting! We were acting! I can still remember that line. Yes, please. That's act- that is acting. He's got no wig Where's on. Where's Trevor gone? Trev- oh, take, take your hat off. Take your hat oh, off. There he is. <laughs> no wig. This is why I wear hats now. That's why I wore wigs. Use your microphone. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I think it's the wigs that did this, you know. That's what we were told at the time. Oh, if you keep wearing wigs, you won't have any hair. So why has Richard got <laughs> such a fine head of hair? Oh, because I was wearing Alexi sails, there's a bit of room to breathe in there. It's, it's so big. And now I'm told, well, don't wear a hat all the time because you'll never get any hair. But I'm never going to get any hair back, am I? <laughs> Although I do have an idea. Actually, I'm thinking of going to uh, to do a documentary yeah. about me going to Turkey to have a hair transplant <laughs> because you can get it done over there now for fifteen hundred quid. Okay. Which is sort of more in the realms of it's not kind of Wayne Rooney sort of territory anymore. No, it's okay. So yeah. I might do that, but it means I've got to cry and do all that, and I don't know whether I can. <laughs> Um, but I don't, know, do you, I, don't, do you, I don't know if it's a good idea or not, really. Just buy a wig. Okay. I'll I, stick with the hats. But anyway, to finish this off, because it did have a Sorry. beginning, that was based on um, the Tarara Bumdia twins. Okay. So, you know, in... Um, uh, what was we talking about? Banana splits. Banana splits. <laughs> yeah, so, the old age, terrible. Back in Banana the splits, <laughs> they'd open the door, and there'd be two uh, girls with banjos or something oh, singing, yes, Tarara Bumdia, Tarara Bumdia. And that was what we... That's why we, we wanted to do our version of that. There you go. It's like the also, twins in The Shining. Yeah. The, the banana splits, I think they had a moment as well where everything used to go crazy as yeah, well. And, and we did a thing on, on going live, or live and kicking, I think it was, called Let's Go Bonkers. We, yeah. did, we did two versions of it because one season season <laughs> we did we did hey, let's yeah. go we did let's go bonkers and we also did let's go nuts yeah uh, that was that's how varied we were <laughs> we had to really fight to call this section let's go nuts because uh, because that they, they were very strict on things and, and it was um yeah and, and there were people who didn't like the the phrase nuts because it, it it sort of we, you know, it's making fun of mental health issues. Oh, really? Yeah, I, yeah. I thought because of the testicles. We no, no, well, now, nowadays it's because people have nut allergies yeah. and they don't want to offend them. So it's, you know, no, it's all I know. Changed. But I think we'd also done a thing called Every we, Looney Wins as well. Which, every uh, Looney Wins. And, and we also did yeah. another one called Looniversity Challenge. We yeah. did. And some people yeah. said, we, well, you know, well, we tried to argue. We argued, oddly enough, successfully, <laughs> that because the goodies in their day had used the word loony, yeah. it was okay to still use the word loony. <laughs> like they're the judgment of it. They're the kind of... <laughs> they're well, the benchmark. The if it's okay by Tim Brooke Taylor. <laughs> 
but let's go bonkers. It was good because we'd get a celebrity guest, and um, and uh, I think it was let's go, let's go nuts. We had furry kind of animal print suits on, bowler hats, and we were sat on big plastic monkeys, and and it was. You make me want to see this. And, and I have a feeling one of the guests we had it, it was Gary Glitter. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> And it was all, particular... all the way we were talking about this, I was thinking, yeah, well, no one's going to mention that. Do you think that's well, what caused him to, it all to happen? <laughs> he came on the Let's Go Nuts thought. <laughs> yeah. Listen. Maybe oh, I the... will go nuts. The only thing I would... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Don't mention that. The only thing, that, the most surreal thing you can find on YouTube is a sketch that we do as a couple of the guys who own the record shop who had the original catchphrase of we don't do discs. Um, they, what were they, I can't even remember what they were called, the Roberts Brothers. Yes, that's Roberts anyway, Records, yes. But they did Roberts yeah. Records, they did a sketch, and you, this is on YouTube where we're running the record shop, Pulp come in, Pulp, yeah. Pulp come in, followed by Gary Glitter. Yeah. And the, the sketch ends with us and Pulp and Gary Glitter all dancing together. <laughs> so maybe it was Jarvis Cocker's fault, not ours. But that was, I remember that one of those let's go nuts or let's go bonkers very badly because one, one night all the cast had to stay in a hotel in Shepherd's Bush because there'd been a snow warning and uh, the, uh, the, the boss was frightened that we wouldn't all, all get in okay. uh, the next day. So the whole cast uh, and, and tech team and everybody, the whole product, that production, because that's how I forget television speak, <laughs> <laughs> all had to stay in a hotel in Shepherd's Bush. And of course, that was a crazy thing to do because everyone just stayed up drinking all night pretty much, having a right old time. And so the next day I was feeling really a bit poorly and I was sat on a plastic monkey in a furry suit. <laughs> And, and, of course, we were elevated then above these very small children who all sat around. And I, thought, and it was, I might be sick on one in the middle. <laughs> and it was the only time on Saturday morning where I thought that might happen. Thanks. But it didn't, yeah, it didn't thankfully. But Say it, it did. It's funnier. Oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> and then I vomited over a small yeah. child. Yeah. <laughs> and Gary Glitter laughed. <laughs> Don't We should never... Oh, you shouldn't have... It's I, not our fault. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't invite him on. They no, but it's bad enough. I, I just about got away with bringing up my bitter Victor, Victor Lewis Smith story. And, you, know, you, you didn't know. get away with it. He's in the audience. He's going to see you later. <laughs> <laughs> he won't watch podcasts. It'll be fun. Well, I think, that, I think that's, that's all... Uh... Well, so let's let's talk about how you got together because I, I would it took me a little while to find out how you got together. This, but then I found out that you were <laughs> universe, you, you found right on the you're internet. You're a really rubbish private I detective. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was. Then I found out you'd done how we met on the Independent. And then it, that didn't oh, yeah. work. Oh yeah, uh, you did. Uh, but uh, posh, so you it? met at the University of Manchester. Yes, which which. Just before you were there was... Well, did Ben Elton teach you? Yeah. 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 So, yeah, Ben Elton, he taught me. I don't think you were... Trev was a year younger than he me. He didn't I teach was, him well, comedy. That's no. not... Really... <laughs> he, no, he taught, taught me Greek tragedy. I know. Uh, but also, so our, when we were at university, our, um, our professor was uh, a guy called David Mayer. And David Mayer was the father of Lisa Mayer, who is the co-writer of The Young Ones. Um, And at the time, she was going out with Rick Mayle. And Rick Mayle and Aid and Ben had all been students at Manchester University a couple of years before us. Um, Basically, I think when we were in our first year at university, our professor invited us to his house to meet Rick Mayle and Ben and Lisa. And we went around to meet them. But we were really incompetent and useless students and our professor, that's, for that's some bad. reason, 
didn't introduce us. We just came into the house, and he was, and they were sat around this circular table in the, it was like a kitchen diner thing. And he didn't say, "Oh, this is Trevor and Simon," or "These are the two students," or anything like that. And he just went, "Oh, I'm going up, upstairs," and he cleared off. But before clearing off, he said to Trev, "Trev, will you keep an eye on those steaks in the oven?" And there was some, there was some I was steaks. a student. I didn't know what a steak was. <laughs> and oh yeah, they'll do for about half were an under hour. a grill or something. And then the next minute they catch a fire. (laughs) (laughs) The alarm went off. Yeah, smoke alarm. And we were just kind of not knowing what to do. And none of them... Act, react, reacted. Nothing happened. Eventually Rather than thing of going, oh, what's happening? Oh, are you all right, lads? They just pretended we weren't there and, <laughs> and pretended the whole thing wasn't happening. And then we, we used to do this kind of daft uh, show, every a live show, didn't we? That, and the next day they came to see us do this live show. Right. And they came up to us after us and went, ah, that's why you were there. We didn't know. We didn't know who you were. Oh, you know. And, and then they were really nice, you know. <laughs> and Rick Mayle gave us this kind of... Um, he said... Oh, we were off up to Edinburgh. It was the first time in Edinburgh, was it? Most probably about 1984. And he said, uh, oh, here's a quote you can use on your posters. And he went, my favourite act. So on all of our posters, we have this quote saying, my favourite act, Rick Mayle. And then you go up to Edinburgh and you see, my favourite band, Rick Mayle. But still, <laughs> it worked though. It did. Yeah, yeah. I ended up watching because I was going through lots of going live and live and kicking things, and I ended up watching them. Rick and Aid were being interviewed by Sarah Green, and it was slightly an awkward interview. Have you not I seen wish... the interview we do? Then that's even oh, oh, the interview with us is far worse. Is don't, don't, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, look, that was, was, so, it, there's a lot of you did a lot of hours of television they, and stupidly they told us to interview Rick and Aid and again I think we were quite young and we were a bit kind of like you know we liked to think we were comedians so we were kind of thinking why are we interviewing them and, and they basically they, there was a yeah there, that's a horrible interview okay, well, I've said don't watch it you will now you, know, it's, it's yeah, yeah, you can sort of yeah it's, it's cringy awkward but yeah. you know we thought it was funny because we were both out on tour at the same time right. I mean we both had the same promoter and stuff so we said hey yeah, we'll, we'll do this little idea we'll have a chat in the coffee bar and then we'll, we'll say we're going to have a fight and we'll end up having a fight in the coffee bar and of course we, we try, naively we tried to lead them into this thing and then they just completely backed off it and just, <laughs> <laughs> no, we, should, we, we should know this I mean we'd be the same don't, don't go with other comedians and say to them hey will you do this and expect them to play along they'll do their own thing uh, whereas Sting you know, he always played along yeah. yeah but he's not a comedian no 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 I know that's what I mean oh, it's okay with Sting pop yeah. stars you called him Stink we did call him Stink yeah. <laughs> and we called him Stink but then uh, they got a bit of a laugh in the studio and then one of his, the people who was with him he had some people with him and, uh, and they said it's funny you say that because he does Stink <laughs> No, seriously, and he said he's on the, he's on one of these he natural. Didn't, he didn't uh, use any deodorant. deodorant he just didn't. Yeah, he, the only deodorant he used was a rock. He had a rock he carried around with him. Yeah, and you know he always wore those furry mohair yeah. jumpers. God, yeah, you know. Well, if but, he was, he was sex lasted for like thirteen hours. He wouldn't have had time would for stink. a shower. No, no, you would. You, yeah, take it from me, you stink at the end of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't stand but, so close. To <laughs> so how did so how did that go for you? you were doing like pantos and quite serious theatre in uh, Man- you were both theatre. Oh, students. back in Manchester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, no, we, we were, uh, well, we got into student kind of plays, and yeah. we were cast together in a, in a Molière comedy. Right. Was, Artistic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. 
and, uh, and, and that was the first thing we did together. And it was like a two-hander short um, play thing. Yeah. And uh, it was a comedy. It was good. And we, yeah, we well, started... actually, no, the very first thing, because that was, the, that was the... Was it called something like the misanthrope or the... I can't think what it was called now, the... Anyway, before yeah. that, we'd done another one called The Forced Marriage, which had more people in it. But oh, right, that, right. In, in The Forced Marriage, Trev, we were both in that, and that was the first time we met. And I'd been running to rehearsals, and I'd slipped and fallen into these bollards, concrete bollards, and broke my ribs. <laughs> and this, again, first thing we were in, and Trev just found it hilarious to try and make me laugh all the time <laughs> during rehearsals, just because I'd been such yeah, pain from laughing. But we had a lot of fun, because although it was like... Yeah, a, you had a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry, I know. <laughs> yeah, well, you did enjoy it, though, didn't you? <laughs> What's that? What does that even suggest? I don't know. We, we were laughing. We had a good laugh, yeah. and we kind of tried to spice up the kind of you know classical comedy by yeah. by putting props and silly props in. So I had some gloves on and did one of those kind of restoration kind of things. But I'd like snipped all the fingers on the gloves. <laughs> so when I went like that, all the fingers flew off. And that, 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 it probably wasn't in the spirit of how it was written, but it was good, it was, it was good fun. <laughs> and then we kind of just enjoyed that. Didn't we? And there was some, and there was the whole alternative comedy thing was was going and like because you know Rick and Aid and Ben had all been there before us it, it kind of kind of thought oh this is it all felt kind of very possible yeah. I don't know that we could even but, ask we remember I mean there, this is a shocking sign of how things change though that we couldn't even watch the young ones we had nothing to watch the young ones on we had no TV right. and our again our professor David Mayer he would record them in the departments in the drama departments of the university and we'd go and watch them on video there wouldn't we and it yeah, was, yeah. yeah it was Amazing yeah. stuff. <laughs> the things <laughs> we watched on video at university. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember watching videos? Oh, in yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it was that was you couldn't. I, I used to tape like comedy off the TV on an audio player because, like, the early year, uh, I think probably the young ones just about had a video by then. Mm-hmm. But before that, you would just kick up the eighties. I was recording. Rick, oh, Rick Mayall's yeah, bit yeah, off yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah, recording yeah. the... With, oh, on audio, with cassette on audio so I could listen back to it the next day. Like, Fantastic. so you did John Peel and kick up the eight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah. There we go, happy day. So, uh, what, what, um... <laughs> not the same now, is it? This uh, internet rubbish. Just find everything you want straight away. Um... So, had, so how did that? How did you get from that? You were doing the circuit we, oh, see, in the eighties. Yeah, no, well, yeah, then we, we, well, there was a whole bunch of us who, that, who sort of went out and started doing like student gigs for students, and, yeah. and, and we did a whole combination of things. We were a triple act at one point, uh, and there was a, there was a thing called uh, the Oi Boys, which was a satirical skinhead cabaret. Right. And uh, you should bring that back. I Take it out of So that was that was quite good fun doing that, and uh, uh, and you you did the Oi Boys stuff, didn't yeah. You? Well, did I? Yeah, you did uh, ventriloquism with a sock. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, Simon would walk on stage, and, he'd, and well, actually, no, I. No, I remember I went. Now I'd leave you on stage. Trevor, Trevor, do humiliate me? Leave yeah. me on stage, go off, and I'd stand there for as long as I could with nothing happening. Yeah. And it was one of those nice things, you know, where you could just leave it as long as you possibly can, and then slowly I'd take off my shoe and I'd take off my sock, I put the sock on my hand and form it into a mouth like a glove puppet. And then doing one of my many actly voices <laughs> without a wig. Without a wig? I would put on my ventriloquist voice, which was something like, hello, how are you? Something like that. But basically the puppet wouldn't speak back to me. And it would go on for a long time. <laughs> I mean, refusing to speak back to me. And then eventually it would attack me. It's sort of a, yeah. <laughs> hey, which, which it was alternative so, comedy. Yeah, yeah. So Simon would end up then... At, 
rolling around on the floor being attacked by his own sock. Yeah. Oh, no, I've just remembered, though, I had a kind of second thing of it. So Trevor gave me another go of doing ventriloquism, and I had a little plastic tiger that had a squeak in it. Oh, yeah. I would do it with a squeaky... We had this theory, not theory, we had this policy, that when we were working on uh, live stuff, any prop that we used had to be an acquired thing. It had to be a bought thing. You couldn't make a prop. Okay. Your stuff had to come from shops. Mainly um, Ubi Doo, which was the, 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 the forerunner of the pound shop in Manchester. But yes. there it was 50p then. Everything was 50p. And there were signs up all around the shop. Don't ask the price. Everything's 50p. So we'd go, pick, go straight up to the counters. How much is this? <laughs> <laughs> but but, it, but it, was a, it was a real kind of thing. We had a real policy of we, things yeah. had to exist. You had to get the comedy from things that existed. Okay. If you made a prop for something, that was kind of like failure. That was defeat. And it was tricky for us, because when we did start working on TV, you've got people whose jobs depend on making <laughs> things for you. You know, They want to make things for you. And so we kind of did eventually relent. We did have things made. But yeah, we'd want to find our own stuff and find what was funny in things that existed. Yeah. You did quite an adult act on the circuit then. In the, in we the did, yeah, because eventually that then, yeah, that developed into an act that we, that we did on, on the pub circuit for a couple of years. Um, so, yeah, we did all the, the what it was the alternative yeah. comedy circuit. So sometimes it was like a, a little room above a pub or a vegetarian restaurant or something like that. No, it was genuinely. And, the um, thingy, what was, yeah, the, um, what was the place in, you, you must know. The Earth place, Exchange. The Earth Exchange, yeah. Which was a tiny room, which was a vegetarian restaurant, and after the people had had their vegetarian meal, then there would be comedy. Yeah. Which, <laughs> and so we, and it was very intense because it was very, you know, very sort of small room. Uh, but just we what did, you want for comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we carried on this thing. We were quite fascinated by the double act thing of, um, like a bit like Abbott and Costello. They were kind of quite mean to each other. Yeah. And so we, I did our double act involved me being pretty nasty to Simon. Yeah. And and putting him in some awkward situations. So uh, having done the sock thing, that, uh, um, another prop we bought was a, was a fake egg, a magic egg, um, which you could put into your mouth and then produce a lovely silk handkerchief, okay. from, which, which I would do, which is obviously a shit trick, but I would do that. And then uh, Simon said, oh, I want to do it. So I'd, so I'd give him a, a, a real egg. <laughs> and then he'd... He'd bite into the you'd egg. Have to, and, you'd uh, have to break it enough that the yolk kind of flew out nicely so people knew it was a real egg, you know, and then the yolk would come out and then he would make me eat all the egg, including the shell and everything. Wow. So you'd hear the shell crunching up. And That's this terrible. Was, this was just... Well, this was when... What's her name? Uh, declared a salmonella. <laughs> yes. you know, no, it, it, it was... It was like, I could have died. It Every night roulette. I could have died. It was Russian omelette. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> that was, that joke's 30 years old tonight. <laughs> <laughs> they come birthday. round again, that's yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Everyone who first heard that is dead now. <laughs> but then, I mean, the other thing, we used to reenact films as well. And, um, well, in fact, news events as well. And anything that, invent, that meant Simon would punch himself in the head. And, and, um, I ended up, uh, when we were, yeah, he was so Trevor List, he, I, he'd get me to do Rocky, and that would be punch. And then it'd be Rocky 2, Rocky 3, Rocky 4. Uh, and, but we did this in Edinburgh, the Edinburgh Festival, when I had to go to uh, the hospital and, with, with an injured neck, and I had to wear a big neck brace thing and take it off for the show to do all that again and fall over. And I promise you, I didn't make him do that. <laughs> he volunteered. See, I would have said it. I would have guessed he was the high status character. If you're going to play 
that the two of you, I'd have thought you would be the one who would be bullied, and you'd be the bully. No, he's high status. Yeah. He's there, yeah. Uh, I have a theory I, about... In I, fact, I, I have this theory about double I'm acts. He-Man. You're He-Man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but, like, it's kind of like... The, if, if, if one of them is kind of uh, high status in the double act, they're, they're the reverse of that in life. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So Trev is kind of... He bullies me on stage... But in reality, I kind of bully him, yeah. and I'm I'm the mean one. I'm the, uh, Stuart yeah. was in both. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you see, no, 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 no. I've so I years ago when we met you on Roland Riveron's radio show. <laughs> that was that was where that was where we met when Roland Riveron sent us off to the opera oh, it was to interview the opera, and he said, was... Roland Riveron said to us, "Would you go and do um, some? Would you go and see the opera and review it for us?" And we said, "Yeah." And he goes, "Okay, Gypsy's handshake," and we didn't know what he meant. And he spat in his hand and then made us shake his hand. And what that a bastard! That we had to do it. Yeah. So from then on, but it wasn't a bad job actually because we went to the opera. That was perhaps yeah. the most challenging one, but because we were a bit late, but we got there and we enjoyed it. It was all good fun. But then he sent. He said, "Oh, there's a new fancy fish restaurant opened up in the centre of London. Go and review that." So and he said, "Take, take, you know, take your wives, girlfriends, whatever." So, oh, okay, thanks. So, but we yeah. met you and Stuart on that show. Did you? I don't and, remember. And you very kindly gave me the fist of fun book, and I said, "Would you both sign it?" And you both signed it, right? Yeah. And I think, you know, I think Stuart put something like, you know, Simon, best wishes. You know, something nice. Yeah. And you put, to Simon, you're an idiot. <laughs> That's because I was being bullied by Stu, so I had to bully whoever else. In, in fact, I wanted to ask you, did you, is, is you're an idiot something you wrote to everyone? Or did you... <laughs> You know, is it like been, a catchphrase? Has that been eating away at you? Oh, yes. God. I've never, honestly, yeah. <laughs> Have you only come on the podcast so you can bring this? I don't even remember meeting it's you before. So. <laughs> <laughs> it was a crazy time back in the 90s. Um, I, I usually would say something rude. Yeah, but like with me, people ask me to write rude things. In, I never asked you to no, write something rude. <laughs> You know, thought you were said, the kind of person. Hey, where's we, the we, harm? No, where's the we, harm in a nice yeah. and sincere yeah. best wishes? Just a best wishes. Yeah. That's all I want. She was thinking it when he wrote the nice thing. I <laughs> just, I just <laughs> said what I was thinking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we said, oh you know, we said hi, Richard. We really like this program. Yeah, do you do? Well, how come he's not an idiot? <laughs> He, didn't he might be. He, he didn't have a, didn't have a book. <laughs> he hadn't bought a book. I'm sorry. I don't think you are an idiot. Well, well, and let, well, we'll talk about this then to prove you're not idiots. We'll talk about pointless celebrities. Oh, which is why you're here. You. This is why you're well, here. I believe because I believe on the Richard Osman podcast. We can't remember who it was a choice between, but I asked the audience to vote on whether they wanted to see well, you. Well, I heard it that you said, "Who do you want on, Joey from Friends or Trevor Simon?" <laughs> And like here we I, are. Like, sorry, everyone. Sorry about that. <laughs> how are you doing? No, how are you doing? How are no you wig. doing? No wig. How you did you that without a wig. You did that without a wig. I did. That was acting. Yeah. I didn't tell you, how are you doing? <laughs> how are you doing? I don't know. How did you no. say it? No, he just well, drives cars now anyway. Doesn't when, you doesn't take, when you take your hat off and do it again. <laughs> Who loves you, baby? <laughs> It's just it's a bit more like Matt Lucas doing it. <laughs> oh, I can't do him. <laughs> like I could do the others. <laughs> so you've, you've, have you done Pointless Celebrities twice? Uh, three times. Twice. Three no, we're times. the only people in the whole world ever who've done the show three times. I've done it three times. No, you haven't. No, you've not. I have. You get out of here. <laughs> you can't. How? 
Because I keep losing, but you keep winning. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, well, then he's that Richard Oz. He lied to us. Did he? Well, I mean, you might be the first to do it three times. Who did you do it oh, with? Okay. I did it with um, Rona Cameron. Who, well, we don't want to go over it all again. But she said <laughs> when she was asked for someone who'd had a number one hit in the solo artist had a number one hit in the nineteen eighties, she said to pow. That is not a solo right. artist, that is a band. Yes. Oh, That's Dom Jolly. I, even though, uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Um, so that we lost that one, because then I had to try and be clever, and I wasn't okay. clever. Then uh, Robert Webb, who had to name a, a country ending in a vowel, I think. And I got a pointless answer. And he- when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally, for most people, are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You screwed up. Right. What did you go for? I went for Tivoli, whoever it is. Uh... Yeah, and uh, then I was on my beautiful wife, Catherine Herring, Katie Wilkins, uh, and she was competent. We got to the head-to-head and lost. Oh, right. So you've you've won. Have you won three well, times? So, to, to be, be fair, fair, to be fair, to be when fair, we got to the head-to-head, to, to be fair, yeah, when we got to the head-to-head the second time, it was against Ulrika Johnson. And, <laughs> um, no, I know that sounds rude, but I, well, it is rude, isn't it? I've been rude. <laughs> Yeah, but I think Sorry, she'd Ulrika. agree with you that night, honestly. <laughs> but uh, to, to be fair, for me to be fair, I, it was Simon who won it, really, because okay. he's just got this amazing film knowledge. And when it came to the head-to-head, each, well, the first time I, I messed up, although I don't think that's why we went out, but the first time we were on, I just did something daft. But uh, Not as daft as thinking to power is one person. No, it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't that daft. I couldn't think of an obscure, uh, an obscure um, berry, so I ended up saying... <laughs> Juniper berry, thinking that was one word, and uh, oh, I okay. realised my mistake. Yeah, I did know it was not one word. I hadn't worked. It. I hadn't thought it through. To no, be it's difficult in the heat of the lights. It's difficult. But I did to... learn from that that there is a there is an obscure berry called a a, a service berry or something, okay. and a winter berry. I mean, well, but make sure it's right because if I go on again and say no, service no, berry, <laughs> avoid berries. Right? But anyway, the next time we did well, and I felt you know, I, I, you know, the show scares me to death. Chris yeah. show scared me to death. But I've cried on it twice. Uh, <laughs> I generally have. Oh, oh really? On the show? I'm like when I've been talking, I'm going, my voice, I've done that thing, I'm going, yeah. 
when I knew I was going to go out the first time, I was going, yeah, I was trying to talk about what I've been doing. <laughs> oh, you see, again, I, I only cried in the dressing room. I didn't know yeah. you actually cried. <laughs> wow, brilliant. Well, I'm going to say something. <laughs> I'm going to say something indiscreet, but not too indiscreet, okay, so okay. don't worry. But like, when we were on it on one of the occasions, and so there's three occasions to pick from here, but when we were on it on one of the occasions, one of the other contestants went to the producers and went, ooh, Trev and Simon are cheating. Oh, oh yeah, and he said, I saw, I saw... He, you've given it away! You've, you've narrowed it down already! He or she, I saw them um, whispering, he said, yeah. she said. Um, yeah, I saw yeah, them they, whispering. They saw us whispering. We um, didn't, that's not, I'll just say that now. Just for the record, yeah. we did cheat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> We really didn't, honestly. <laughs> you'd have to be clever. To, you'd have to be clever to cheat. We didn't even know which yeah. position to We're stand clever. in. <laughs> Richard Osman told us off. They don't have to be that clever. When my my wife, when it was coming back down the first one, I thought we were going to get knocked out. My wife said, "Oh, I know, I know this one." Know. And I went, "Shut up, shut up." I don't want to, you know. I didn't want her to cheat. I wanted her to do it. Yeah. But she could have just said, "I know it. It is this." No, oh yeah, I know. I knew that as well. Yeah, we did that. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't. We didn't. It's yeah. easy. It's easy. <laughs> Imagine winning and, and having cheated, and how that that pointless trophy must <laughs> feel heavy in your hands. <laughs> <laughs> so you invented Don Draper, yeah, yeah. from Mad yeah. Men. That was your invention. Yeah, yeah. I, I played. Was it me? You were Don Draper. I was Don, Don Draper. Don, Don and Dougie Draper. Don and Dougie Draper, the dry cleaners. Yeah. It's they, true. Yeah. Who, why did we do that for a kids' TV program? Who, you know, <laughs> why were they? Why would they? Kids uh, love dry cleaning. They do. <laughs> and Don and Dougie had a big um, dry cleaning machine that they called Queenie, and um, and all the uh, all everything would, would go in. And Queenie was always breaking down. And they had a dream that they were going to go and live in New Zealand. And it, there was a whole backstory to those. But the, I mean, it's basically the plot of Mad Men. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, and uh, yeah. It was Don and Dougie Draper, and they didn't do duvets. That was then they just said that basically. Uh, It was good a lot, and um, and they wore wigs, and they were us. (laughs) Yeah, and they were both the same character. They're all the they're all the same. (laughs) You could just do. You could just have one of you. If I've been, if I, what do you mean you can just if I've, been the, if I've been the BBC, I'd have just said, let's get rid of one of them. Yeah, they, well. they're just, they're but just they died, but I said, no, don't, don't let him go. <laughs> they I, I, he's a mate, I don't want him. I don't, and they kept on, no, I said, no, no. There was one, one... And they said, look, just give him 30% of the money. Then. You take 70, Trevor. I said, yeah, and that's how I explained it to you, wasn't it, Simon? <laughs> There was one season, I think it was season... I love this season, thing. I think it was, um, I think it was season five. They suggested stitching us together. <laughs> yeah, they did. That's not true. Yeah. They wanted to stitch us together to make a weird duvet, and we said, well, we don't do duvets. And that was that. That's why I got it in there, just yeah. the once. I love all of this for anyone out there who hasn't got a clue. And they're thinking, like, what are they on about? What are they talking about? When's Jess Phillips yeah, on? Exactly. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> that's what I like, but that's what I think is great about show business. Show business is, a, a, like, a, 
ridiculous con in a lot of ways, right? And it's crazy, and fame is crazy. When I was doing, when I did, I wrote a show called Talking Cock that got translated into lots of languages. <laughs> and then I would go to the premieres in other countries. And, when, and like, if you go to Norway, and then all these celebrities are coming in, and you go, but that's just a bloke. That's, that guy's just a bloke. And everyone's going, oh, no. There was like an old man who was wearing espadrilles. <laughs> and he was sitting in a bar with like a beautiful young woman. And what the fuck's going on? Oh, he's a big star. It's just like bullshit. The whole thing's bullshit. <laughs> Everything's bullshit. <laughs> and you become famous and you can say, swing your pants and people are happy. You know, moon on a stick. So uh, you want the moon on a stick? Moon right, I'm stick. getting a pair of what happened in What happened in uh, 91, 92? Why did you not do the 91, oh. 92 uh, season? Oh, um, so... Do you know, I can't remember why. No, we <laughs> can remember why. <laughs> Basically, yeah, we did. So we did. A, we, we decided to do. We did an offshoot in the in the break. We did an offshoot program called Hundred Percent that yeah. went out on BBC Two, and it was kind of a youth program as they were doing then. And we did comedy inserts into it, and it was really good fun. And we did a full series of that. That was a series then, not a season. And we did a full series <laughs> of that, and then we got when it came round to doing the second series of it we had to make a decision as to whether we could do both. And we decided to do 100% instead. And we were writing it all over the summer. And basically, um, we, what happened, it's really weird. The BBC made an accounting error and they lost 20 million quid. And I don't know how that happened. And this was that year. Yeah. And at the end of, even though we'd spent all summer writing it, they said, we're cancelling loads of programmes because we're 20 million short. And it got cancelled. Right. And so we had nothing to do. And they said, well, do you want to go back to Saturday morning? So we'd missed out a year right. doing that other programme. Do, do you remember what the, the guys who took over from you were in that year? There were, there were Nick and James. Yeah, very good. Do you know what they're doing now? Nick's still an actor. I'm, I'm a friend with him on uh, Facebook. Oh, okay. uh, James is a head, head teacher who's also a pastor. Oh, yeah, excellent. I wonder but if it, his pupils know about him being on uh, Live and Kicking. I thought I thought it was a bit. I thought it was a bit weird that the program decided to kind of just try and replace us with us. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I, kind of, no, they didn't I think try and replace we, us with <laughs> us. <laughs> No, but we'd sort of said to them, if we're not going to be there, you want to have something different. Because it was, it was, I thought it was a raw deal on them. I think know. it was a tough break for them, as yeah. it turned out. Yeah, it was very difficult. Well, because it, you were so popular as well. So it was, it was, yeah, you're right. They should have gone for something completely different. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's a shame. <laughs> Men in Trousers, I think they were called, weren't they? No, that was... That was, that they was came when, on later on. That was, that was later. when we left. That was... When we definitely were, left. Okay. When we left, <laughs> left, they came on, and they were half of... The cheese shop. Oh yes, okay, that's right. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. No. So there were three. So yeah. the BBC, having learned that lens- lesson of not getting just two white guys again, went for three white three guys. Three white guys. That <laughs> yeah, that's good. <sighs> Shall I ask you an emergency question? Oh, oh. It did. It worked well backstage. I asked. I did it on the random app and asked, uh, "Do you know the way to San Jose?" And it turns out uh, Simon's sister lives in San Jose, so he does. So. Uh, <laughs> It's just, it's just like on pointless well. as well. He always has the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> that was, uh, okay. Who do you consider the best of Jesus' disciples? Question 254. <laughs> Is there a criteria? What defines best? Well, it's for you. you for you to decide that. Right. I, get, I ask the questions. That's a difficult It's not one. like Richard Osman. You can't go Richard Osman on pointless going, <laughs> how do you define what is pointless I don't know answer? that I can well, think Paul, of. Paul must have been... He was quite a clever guy. He wrote Paul, letters, didn't he? Well, I he's don't... not really an official disciple, so, you know. Is he not? No. I'm going to go for Jeff. 
Jeff's a good boy. I liked Thaddeus best because, you know, you don't hear much about him. He just kept himself to himself. <laughs> Thaddeus? Thaddeus. Wow. He's one of the 12. He was one of Smith and Jones, you, wasn't he? I, I don't know their names. Was, no. was, that, was that horrible one, one of them? Who's the guy yeah, who... Judas. Yeah, Judas. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go with was, him. You're going to like I him. i go with him. Well, but it's interesting, isn't it? Because if Judas hadn't betrayed Jesus, then Jesus wouldn't have been crucified. Yeah. Someone We're all fucked, don't we? He saved, he saved yeah. he's, Judas. Because of Judas, we all live for eternity yeah, yeah. now. Yeah, More than for Jesus, if we're honest. Yeah. Jesus had just died in old age... Yeah, Gavin his feet washed by Mary Magdalene's hair. You know, wouldn't have heard of him. So again. he was just doing what he had to do. Really. Yeah. And what about That's Thomas? Doubting Thomas? Thomas? Yeah, I doubt well, he's Dan the Thomas. Best. I find it. I find Dan Thomas interesting because he witnessed presumably all of Jesus' miracles, but then when and he saw Jesus, for example, raise Lazarus from the dead, uh, and then when Jesus came back, he went, "Nah." <laughs> but mate, do you remember when I walked on water? Yeah, but come on. <laughs> So really, <laughs> yeah. Doubting Thomas should just be called Thomas. He should be. He yeah. should be stupid Thomas. <laughs> or for, forgetful Thomas. <laughs> do you remember Do you remember when I walked on water? No. I wouldn't really watch. Do you remember when I had those two fish and I fed like a billion people? No, I'm not ringing any bells, mate. <laughs> <laughs> when you said I was the son of God? No. No. But wasn't he a doubter just in the way that he'd have doubted, say, David Copperfield can fly? That kind of doubt. It's <laughs> like... Oh, no, Jesus, stop doing these tricks. No, no, we know they're all tricks. Stop it now. That's... <laughs> Could Sorry. be very blasphemous, that, I'm afraid. Uh, so, um... <laughs> very blasphemous. <laughs> I'll do one more, and then I'm going to ask you about Bross. Bross? I went to school with Bross. Um, <laughs> have you ever fallen victim to a con man? That's a good question. I, I have, that's why I came up with that question. Have you ever um, been conned out of anything? Well, I don't know, only when I've been on holiday and I've got tempted to play that game where they, they're hiding a, a nut under some shelves. Yeah. And I've, and I've got... It's definitely there. <laughs> yeah. And because it's not your own money, you think, oh, that's fine. Well, it is my own money, I mean, but it's like not money you recognise. So you're kind of... <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're freer with it, aren't you? So you yeah. yeah. And you're on holiday. And you, There's going to be uh, some left yeah. at the end anyway, so you might and as well you're give totally it to drunk anyway. So, you know, and you did. So, yeah, that's it. It's under there. And, it, and it, yeah, he so, called me because it wasn't. And I don't know where yeah. it was. But... So very much yes is the answer yeah, to the yeah. question. <laughs> no. 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 You can't Connor Connor. <laughs> um, oh, apart from the time when a guy at a bus station asked me for his train fare and I gave him it and he said write down your address and I'll send it back to you and he never did Uh, apart from that time I was conned he might have died on the bus exactly yeah Yeah. please give this do you know Trevor and Simon no (laughs) the guys from Life Kicking not not James and Nicholas don't send it not the men in trousers send it back to him so Bross didn't really join in with your funny because you you met like some amazing celebrities through your through this like Bross yeah but I mean (laughs) that's what I mean but you made Paul Simon played along Paul Simon yeah who who sadly had had diarrhoea the night he came on the show (laughs) but so again, all the managers are really indiscreet with us, you know, like, like with Sting in his stink business. They, you know, they, they love telling us these Paul things. Paul Simon's yeah. manager came and she said, Yeah, he's not feeling too good. He's been up all night with diarrhea. <laughs> Just at the point <laughs> that he was surrounded by like hundreds of kids with balloons. And, it, oh, yeah. And it was his, <laughs> birthday. It was his birthday. So they yeah. brought in, because he's American, they brought in a cake decorated with the stars and stripes. Cause, and said, Happy birthday, look, hey. And kids hit him on the head yeah. with balloons. And. Uh, <laughs> 
And we wondered why he didn't look so happy, but you know, <laughs> that was why. Yeah. But yeah, Paul Simon, and um, you're, you're, you're listing the people we have done sketches with. Richard wants to know about the ones who. Well, I'd like to know them. about. Yeah. I'd like to know all the gossip about them, who was nice and who wasn't nice. So then, oh, a uh, quick nice one though. Mel Brooks. We did a sketch with Mel oh, Brooks. Good. And Mel Brooks at the end of it said, "Congratulations, boys! That was almost a sketch." Which I'll, I'll take. I'll take yeah. it. <laughs> That's. Um... <laughs> yeah. But Bros were, yeah, they were. Well, they were the big thing of the time. You know, they were super cool, and the girls all loved them, and they didn't really want to look stupid. Yeah. They? And so they didn't want to. They and just they were... said no. They ne- we asked, you know, everybody, do you want to do something? You know, we didn't make people do it. Did you fancy doing this? And and, uh, and they go, yeah, yeah. And so, but they just always said no. And the really annoying thing is we'd written a really complicated sketch for them to do. I can't remember now, but it was all about them having a paint shop where they sold matte <laughs> matte Matt Goss Gloss <laughs> Luke Goss Matt I can't remember yeah. but it was just all these different variations of paint they did and you know they should have done that sketch with us yes. thank yes. god we didn't do it because we never <laughs> We had, we had the trouble enough remembering the lines. Well, you yeah, trying to remember all that. Yeah. Oh. I, was at, I went to school with uh, Bross. So they, they came to, in, for one year, they lived in Cheddar. And they Cheddar? Were my, yeah. I, I thought they were Cheddar. Peckham. They are, but they lived, their mum lived in, their mum, I think, and dad broke up and then they came to you live know in Cheddar. You know also, but is this true? Or is this, is this mean, true? No, but you're they, in a double act where we know, we know your other double act half <laughs> has made a living out of claiming he was a school with Richard Hammond. He wasn't, yeah. so you know. He lies about everything and I tell the truth. It's okay. about, in, every, in every double act. <laughs> Uh, my friend always tells the truth. I always lie. Uh, he, uh, but no, they, they got. But they both got off with Bridget Seeley, who I fancied. Both of them, in, not at the same time. Oh, oh. No, it wasn't that perverse. It was Cheddar. <laughs> uh, and they had they f- had a fight with my friend Chris Scard. They were a couple well, of years younger than me. Yeah, they were really. They both think you know, they ganged up. That's, oh. They were always so you know, they, they look like one the bloke just moving around really quickly, don't they? That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> when you're twins. <laughs> <laughs> the proclaimers they were good though were they, See, good? Were they, nice? they, were, they were good they twins. were the good twins yeah they were the good so they one one twins got both the evil twins and one twins got both the good twins so. yeah yeah that's really complicated <laughs> <I got Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and was Kylie Minogue nice did you, did you yeah, yeah she was brilliant oh what yeah. no I'm just yeah I'm oh just I just yeah. no, no, no she wasn't no she was the thing is with Kylie you know when she first came on the programme uh, they would you know she wasn't a big superstar she was she was obviously you know a pop star but not mega star and so the first time she was on the programme we felt we were able to say would you mind um, being in a cardboard box full of straw because we'd like the idea that you've been in hibernation over the <laughs> over the winter and um and we want to reveal you yep. as being and uh, having hibernated, and so, like the blue Peter tortoise, we need to reveal you <laughs> from a cardboard box full of straw. Would you mind doing that? And and she said yes. Which and, uh, um, the interesting thing is, though, she did that, and then when she came on a bit later on, and she was more famous, and um, we said we're going to do Polly put the kettle on, and we've got a kettle to put on your head, yeah. and we had this kettle that kind of had a hole made in it so you could put it on her head. She wouldn't do that because right. it mess up her hair. Yeah, so, you change, know, change. And, it's, and I think then it became a bit of a thing because Jason Donovan came on and we wanted him to get into a, a, a dog suit um, 
because Nigel Kennedy was on playing the violin and we wanted him to play Hound Dog and Jason Donovan to be in a Hound Dog. I don't quite know what I love. Why, I love the way that when you set this up, you go, because, like there's got to be some logical <laughs> explanation. Well, I thought there was a because and then as I started speaking, I realised there was no because. Nigel Kennedy, there's never obviously because, wanted to play Hound Dog, his uh, most famous, his most but, famous hit. But the thing was, Jason wouldn't put the whole suit on. He yeah. wouldn't put it over his, his head. Because again, he had lovely hair yeah. and, uh, you know, he didn't want to mess up his hair yeah. was, and he'd got that Kylie had said if you do something with Trevor Simon it's okay but don't do anything that messes up your hair so he didn't but so he kind of wore the suit kind of half on half off yeah. and it was it was a bit disappointing it's yeah, really disappointing yeah. it's most, that's my most disappointing memory <laughs> it is <laughs> <laughs> and did you all go it was very rock and roll did you go out partying with the oh, rock stars after, no, after yeah, the no. shows no <laughs> Do you know what? It's really, this is what I, mean. I, I I'm ashamed to admit this, but we were really, um, really delighted to be asked by the Lightning Seeds to introduce them on stage at the Shepherd's yeah. Bush Empire. And um, because uh, Ian Brody... It was Brody a Friday was, night, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a Friday night, so we knew we had the show the next okay. morning. But yeah, so... Uh, and um, Ian Brody from the Lightning Seeds was mates with Terry Hall from the specials, and yeah. I was like, a massive specials fan, and Terry Hall was backstage, and I got to meet him, and it was just so exciting. And we went on stage... Packed Shepherd's Bush Empire, introduced the Lightning Seeds. It was really great. And, um, and, and then we didn't even stay for the after show drink because we had, oh, we've got to get up early oh, for the show. Oh, we've got work uh, in the morning. <laughs> so that's how rock and roll we were. It was yeah, a great opportunity. We've had a great party and we, we just went off to work. So, I like Ter- Terry Hall's one of, my, one of the few pop stars I really love. He's, I met him, but he's quite small, isn't he? Oh, I don't, I, well, I don't He was sat that. down. Was he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've got to get him on here. I should get Terry Hall on. I thought he was really tall. <laughs> I think he's kind I of think... middling. Yeah. I, think I think it's he... because I tend to shorten names, so Terry Hall tall. Yeah. And then it just stays. I my... think Terry Hall has a thing where he, whatever the height the person he's talking to, he adapts. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a sort of telescopic That's thing going was. on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember him being about three foot tall. <laughs> Maybe it was David Rappaport I met. I don't know. Maybe it was somebody else. <laughs> I don't remember much. And you're in a band as well. You're in a, you're in a band as well. Yeah, you're in a band. In a band. You played band, the yeah. Maracas in the band. Yeah, yes. yeah. No, that and was great. No, we, yeah, because uh, well, I was in a pub. You're in two bands. Yeah, well, I, no, not now, but no. I, I was at one point, and I was in a band called Sucker, who were like a kind of pop punk band. Right. And, uh, and we were great. It was, it was really good fun. And... Um, we ended up on the John Peel stage in Glastonbury. Yeah. It was at 10.30 on a Sunday morning, but we were, we were there, and, uh, and Simon came on as well and um, did Maracas. Uh, I, just, I just got to Glastonbury for, for free, claiming I was their manager. Right. <laughs> Mind you, I hated Glastonbury. Yeah. I would, I, I just, it was just too muddy and wet, and I didn't have the, you know, my suit got ruined. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you danced in, in trainers covered in carrier bags, didn't you? I had you? to have carrier sure. bags on my feet because I just didn't yeah. have the gear. I'm just, yeah, yeah. I'm not... You've got you know. you to have the gear, but I, I didn't. I've been a couple of times. When it's sunny, it's very nice. Yeah. And you, if you're on magic mushrooms, it's great. <laughs> but when it's rainy, it's terrible. It's great on just mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> Some nice garlic mushrooms. <laughs> they're better than nicer. You don't see. I saw... I, I, I never take drugs, but I did have magic mushrooms at uh, one of my Glastonbury's, and I saw, like, I thought the devil was masturbating with a piece of liver. And yeah, that's the kind of... That's the kind of experience you can't have in the real realm. <laughs> But, but if you'd been to the cabaret tent, it maybe <laughs> was going on. It know? was just a man stroking his girlfriend's arm. Right. <laughs> Did she have a liver arm? 
No, she was not, an arm was normal. Oh, okay. When I, you know, you kind of switch between the two. I lay down. I don't really take drugs, so it was very exciting. I lay down and looked at the sky, and then I, felt, I really felt like the sky was the sea, and I was like thousands of feet above the sea. That was good. That, that was better than the devil masturbating. That was a bit, <laughs> that was a bit scary. Thinking, why has he got some liver? I mean, fuck, what was that liver before? As he, as he wanked a kind of cow down to his, until there's only the liver left. Wow. <laughs> you know. <laughs> And you've got... Is there anything else you want to tell us about? <laughs> I tell you all about my drug experiences. That's oh. pretty much it. Oh. I, I wish I'd come and seen you when I was on Magic Mushrooms. Like, <laughs> <10 minutes laughs> <on> <laughs> my God! You'd have loved it when we did our show, The Devil Wanks Off with a Piece of Liver. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, we did! God! No, we did! Well, we did, we no, did it quite. No, we, did, we did a show called The Circus of Evil. Uh, uh, yeah. And where we resurrected... The most kind of notorious people from the past. Yeah. And Trev brought up... Trev did this uh, black magic ceremony with a box we of did, black we, magic Yeah, we chocolates. used to um, perform rituals. Because I think originally, like, satanic rituals were performed with a thing called the Necromicon, which is like a kind of evil Bible. But okay. we, we did it by reading from the next directory. So we go... <laughs> This is kind of like a shopping book from last century. Yeah. So I'd read from the next directory, and I'd get random people from the audience to, to pick a page, and I'd read out something about a, you know, a nylon sweater or something, and I'd be reading out medium, extra large, whatever. And, uh, and Simon came on as Rasputin. Uh, and well, we had, a, we had a fantastic... This was when we'd given up on the idea of things you can only buy in shops, with the exception of one prop. Uh, but we did... We made props, and I had... So I came on as Rasputin, where I had a pair of glasses with ping-pong ball eyes on, and a big... A big cape and the cape came down and we had a big hula hoop thing a big hoop so the the cape was circular and i had fake arms dangling down and inside this i was on a micro scooter so i could scoot around the stage and and the whole thing about rasputin and his whole kind of theory was that god forgives sinners so the more you sin the more you're worthy of forgiveness which explains rasputin's behavior and as he did this and we had to send off our poor um, stage manager had to go to a shop so we did buy props from shops still yeah. and we sent her into Soho and she just had to buy the most realistic prosthetic penis she could find <laughs> and we just had this kind of poking out as I was yeah. scooting around and <laughs> It wasn't that really. So it's not that far from your <laughs> not experience. Not that far. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of Rasputin, so it's exciting. But sadly, because of that, we can never go back to Jersey. <laughs> because there were protests oh. outside the theatre. Well, yeah. the well, because we were doing satanic rituals. Oh, right, yeah, they are. Yeah. Well, I mean, the irony is the people in Jersey have killed more kids than anyone. Well, so yeah. That's why they don't, they don't like it when it, it just got too close to home. <laughs> Just, hey, come on, don't take the piss out of this. This is, this is how we stay so rich. I don't think they have the internet in Jersey. It's fine. I was going to apologise. I haven't been there for ages. They used to book me. They used to book me, and then the year that story came out, I did quite a lot of material about it. Yeah, that might be it. You got to 68 in the charts in the hit parade together. Yeah, with, with Donovan. Yeah? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Well, we were never going to do a comedy single, but our manager at the time, Pete Brown, he, he, was, he, was, he was brilliant, because he was the one who got us off the telly and said, go out on the road and do... He, he had this vision of us doing, like, a kind of 
old kind of uh, musical variety show, which he, he did put together. It was fantastic because yeah. we did our show and we had a juggler and there was a band and, and there was a, um, a girl and group. These were, and these all gave us a chance to then go off and change into costumes to become different characters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to put wigs on. <laughs> And do a catchphrase, but um, but yeah. So he said, "I think you should do a comedy single." And we said, "Well, uh, no, I don't think so." He said, "Yeah, yeah, do do it because you know, do the swing your pants and this." And uh, so so we said, "Well, we went to see the record company, and they said, yeah, 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 do it.'" Um, and um, why don't you? You know, we'll get a good dance beat going because it was the nineties. You know, and we'll get a good good dance beat going, and um, you just do your catchphrases over the top. And we said, "No, we're not going to do that." If you well, let's get... do something completely non-commercial. <laughs> yeah. Let's do our best it... to make no money whatsoever. <laughs> if you can get Donovan, we'll do a record. And of course, then uh, Pete, our manager, said, "Oh, I know his manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get Donovan." This was around so... the time that Harry Enfield did. Do you remember Harry Enfield did loads of money? Yeah. A single, and it was just literally him because I'm going loads of money or whatever. And you know, we should have done that, yeah. Swing your pants, yeah. Just you know, should have just done yeah. loads of money, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We should. <laughs> well, yeah, we tried. Um, but, so Donovan came along, and then the rest is uh, not history, yeah. really. <laughs> we, he was uh, nuts. Can we say he was yeah, nuts? Yeah, you can. You kind of think so you can say anything like on my podcast. He, um, so Donovan came along, and he turned up to one of the radio shows. We were doing a, a, an interview, I think, on Radio 1 about it. And he turned up with his T-shirt and he painted himself on the front of it. <laughs> shelter. And he just, like, really badly painted on the front shelter. And he just kind of came along and he, out of the blue, went, yeah, I'm donating all of my uh, proceeds from this to shelter. And we just <laughs> and thought, you on... bastard. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is our on one chance to make a bit of money and you're giving all the money to shelter. <laughs> And so, like, we kind of, we, 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 we didn't had know no what idea. to do. This was the day of the video, and he turned up with this sweatshirt. With, yeah, and, um, and you said to me, fucked if I'm giving anything to Shelter. <laughs> <laughs> you promised you'd never, ever, ever, ever say that. <laughs> and, 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 but then what happened is we did the thing and we went oh god we'll give some money to shelter as well um, not all of it we'll give it some you know. <laughs> and anyway way down the line Donovan gave nothing to shelter he gave nothing we ended up giving to shelter he gave nothing <laughs> But we didn't want because we didn't want to do one of these charity records. It was like, hey, we're great, we're going to do it for charity. We just said, look, if we're going to do a crap comedy record, we'll do a crap comedy. We'll be honest about yeah, it. Yeah. And so, you and you have you never liked shelter. <laughs> <laughs> but I have loved crap comedy, and and so you know. But but we didn't want that thing. It's not like a shelter video. So the, you know, the director had to keep doing all these close-ups to try and avoid his sweatshirt. It was great. It was... And then it just looked like Helter, and everyone thought it was Helter Skelter. And yeah. then obviously you get all the kind of knock on things from that oh, oh it was that was a disaster yeah why did you bring that up yeah. <laughs> oh we went on the Philip Schofield radio show I know promote. I said it was a disaster yeah <laughs> And Donovan came with us, and, and so, you know, we just said, look, Donovan, we'll, the idea, the way that we'll make this work is, we'll just say, we kidnapped you and forced you into doing this, and, and you couldn't, you know, you couldn't... And so, uh, Philip Scofield says, so, Donovan, I hear they, they kidnapped you, and you were forced into doing this record, and he said, no, I'm doing it for the poor children, who... <laughs> 
and who don't have televisions and can't enjoy Trevor and Simon. And it was like, oh, thank you. You know, thank and you. there are kids out there who did have television and can't enjoy Trevor and Simon. That's true. There were many. There were many. But they love dry cleaners. <laughs> oh, man, it's, uh, it's, it's very well worth watching again on YouTube. It's really, it's so inventive and so funny, all that stuff. And you've, you've been working, it's, what's lovely is, and you know, this is, I'm meeting too many double acts who are still friends after 30 or 40 years. But you're clearly still, you're still very good friends. I mean, you've been friends all the way through. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We live 80 miles apart, it helps. <laughs> yeah. But I, don't think you can, I don't think you can do it if you're not mates, can you? Well, <laughs> um, <laughs> not successfully. <laughs> not for very long. <laughs> Cannon and Ball, I mean, go, going back to the thing we were saying earlier about how we were fascinated by double acts who didn't get along, I loved it that for a period of time Cannon and Ball toured together and refused to stay in the same hotel. So yeah. they'd only ever meet on stage. Yeah. And that's... Well, but that's a lot. There's a lot of double X that are like I think Little Large have probably fallen out now, haven't they? And uh, right. no, but like a lot of are they still are they friends or they? Well, I don't know. But you're just saying probably have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sticking up for the fact that they maybe I haven't. Think they did. I think they've fallen out. But like I think Abbott and Costello, like lots. Oh of those God, people. yeah, they've you know, died. They're dead now. Are they dead? Yeah, yeah they're fine. <laughs> think... Well, they they can come back as ghosts. If you watch their films. They were the they were the original ones who did the seventy thirty split. You know, they they, right. they didn't get so yeah so. So I have to I have to imagine in my head one of them going Abbott to remember which is which. <laughs> yeah. So Abbott is the tall one. <laughs> okay. He was the guy who got the raw deal. Yeah. So uh, he wasn't Costello as funny as the other one, though, is he? Yeah. You're both equally funny, that is the thing. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's great. Because you're literally doing exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> Look. But we did exactly the same thing and have done exactly for 25 to 30 years. <laughs> it's, so, it's, such, it's so funny. And you've been writing lots of scripts together and you write for Kids TV still. You wrote... Uh... Or yeah. you not? Yeah. <laughs> no, we, we, yeah. We, yes, I know. I mean, I'm doing less writing. Trev's doing more writing. I also work. I I, I have a job job. So yeah. I kind of am working. I work at Chelsea and Westminster Hospital. Oh, do you? That's yep. where my children were born. Ah, yeah. okay. Well, one good. One, not the kids. The, both kids are okay. <laughs> one, one birth experience very good. One birth experience pretty bad. Oh. Are you anything to do with the... Uh, Birth of children. <laughs> He's not on bed. No, but no, I mean, not. I kind of. So, was your most recent child born there? Yeah. So you were most probably aware. Was that the good birth or the bad birth? That was the. Well, it was the more. It was um, very hectic in the okay. in the department on that night. Time. Okay. Were you aware? This is the wrong question to ask. Are you talking about a hectic birth of a child? <laughs> yeah. Were you aware in the in the hospital of Medi Cinema? Of what? Of Medi Cinema. Of there being a cinema in the hospital. I, I wasn't. Is that what you do? That's what I do. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I work for a charity that runs a cinema in a hospital. Oh, lovely. That's yeah. good. And for the paediatric wards, we have kind of, you know, we, like we're showing Coco at the moment yeah. and Early Man and whatever. So, yeah. oh, well, I can't blame it's you a, for the birth of my son. And that's quite a good charity, <laughs> unlike Shelter. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a rubbish nice charity. Nice to help the kids. Really. 
You know they filmed sliding doors in the Chelsea and Westminster Hospital? Hmm? You know the lifts and the, that's the oh, lift scene? Oh, that shit. Sliding we, had, we had a screener <laughs> today. So I've come from work yeah. today. We have, on, on Monday afternoons, you have a silver screening. Yeah. And we had 50% lifts working. They're yeah. always really They're always broken. Doing, yeah, yeah. But we they, had a screening today. It was really hard work. I'm sorry. I, but I have to go around all the wards, seeing who, which patients can come to the screening. And today... It was aimed, it's called a silver screening, it's aimed at patients with dementia, and it's aimed at the older patients. I'm going around wards where patients in the 80s or 90s are saying, do you want to come and see Journey's End? (laughs) (laughs) It was hard work today, it was a hard sell. Oh my goodness! Uh, you know we have to uh, uh, leave it. At that. I don't think that's a good point to go. So. We reached the journey's end. Let's get with Trevor Simon. Thank you very much. Thank you. You have been listening to a Change That Square Theatre podcast. We've been sharing and my guests, Trev and Simon. Uh, the music is by Pess. The people I like to thank each week are everyone at Go Faster Stripe, everyone at the Square Theatre, everyone at uh, the British Comedy Guide. I'm indebted to my producer, Ben Walker, and this is a Fuzz Go Faster Stripe and Sky Potato production for the internet. Check out my tour, richardherring.com slash gigs. You know you want to come. Why not come and see uh, this film, the Square Theatre podcast, podcast as well. Come on. Get with the programme, dudes. 